this scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together twice a week and we chew on God's word and talk biblical principles and practices and uh, what uh, what we're learning and how we are being formed into the image of Christ. This week, uh, we have a topical one, kind of a, a little timely one. We have Jamie Harms in office with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Happy to have you. Thank you. So, Jamie, um, it's a little known fact about you that you are kind of a fan of this thing called Advent. Yes, indeed. I'm kind of the litur- liturgy lady around here. <laughs> That's what we call her. That's what we're, yeah. yes. I get excited about such things. <laughs> so, um, lay some groundwork, kind of introduce us to this idea. I know um, by the time this will air, uh, this Sunday... Friday, uh, Jarrell and I have talked a little bit about Advent Mm -hmm. and just the idea of what Christmas culture has looked like here in America um, and kind of contrast that with Advent, but take it away. Sure. So I grew up in a church very similar to UFC in that we didn't have follow the liturgical calendar um, quite the same way that maybe other churches might. And so when we, my husband and I moved back east, we ended up in a more liturgical church. And that was the first time I had been introduced to something like Advent that had the formality to it with the candles and the scripture reading and the, the singing at church. And it was fresh and it was new for me. I know liturgy can sometimes feel stale or old, but it was a, such a tactile way to think about and prepare our hearts for Christmas. And I loved it. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, right in line with a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, about formation and, mm-hmm. and how God is at work in us. So just for those people at home and for myself, we were talking earlier that I also have had, well, prior to you now, of course, have had <laughs> very little exposure to the church calendar. So yes. can you give us a brief explanation of what that is? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, it probably stems. I'm, I'm not a history buff, but my understanding is it probably stems from the Catholic Church and um, and from more formal church settings. And it was a very intentional way throughout the year to be able to celebrate different things or remember or learn things. So even when we look back into the Old Testament, we see that God has provided um, things like Passover and feasts that are longer that are meant to teach the next generation what was going on. Specifically, I'm thinking of Passover, but there's other feasts too. And so that idea carried on into the the church um, after, um, into the New Testament church. And so over time, people have kind of developed different ways and different traditions of slowing down and using it as a teaching tool and as a way to slow yourself down and remember different parts of the story throughout the school year, or through, not the school year, year. <laughs> do you have kids, Jamie? I do have yeah. kids. Are they in school? The school year. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's an interesting, uh, gosh, I hate to use this phrase, Freudian slip, of how we build our lives mm-hmm. around the calendar already. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to clarify, this isn't a sacrament. No. It's, it's not a means of no. grace. It's, it's an observance that is formative, brings back to our minds mm-hmm. the things that God has done. Exactly. This has nothing to do with salvation. It has nothing to do with a sacrament, but it does allow us to be intentional with things that we celebrate. And Christmas is fantastic because we're celebrating the fact that our God became a human so that we could know Him, and that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love the phrase in Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which says, "Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity." 
whoa, you know, that's something we're celebrating and to think about as opposed to just the hustle and bustle, which is fun of the season, but that's not the reason we're celebrating. Yeah. And so it's, this is just an intentional way to slow yourself down and kids as a way to teach your kids. And and to just throw a little shout out, um, this last Sunday, Lou preached Mm -hmm. on the Shema. Yes. um, And one of the points he made was that we can, in a sense, act or behave our way into a specific, I don't know exactly how he phrased it, so I'll paraphrase my own words. <laughs> um, but we can act in a way that forms our affections, our thoughts, our behaviors. You know, habit culture is mm-hmm. booming, you know, with hustle culture. It's take notes, do this, schedule your day, all these things. So it's clear that doing these kinds of practices mm-hmm. has an impact on our in our inward man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I feel like in, in some sense, Advent is kind of like a field trip if we're going to go back to the school analogy where we're in the classroom and we're learning and we're developing habits all the time. And then we get to break out and do something that's really hands-on and exciting. And so Advent is that. It's an exciting season and we get to celebrate it in a fun way and do some really hands-on things that we're applying from all of those habits that we've built up throughout the year. Yeah, that's exciting. So I don't, I know you've probably got notes, so please (laughs) throw a shoe or something at me if I'm jumping the jumping ship here. But um, what are these hands on things? Mm -hmm. What is somebody doing in Advent? Are they just eating a piece of chocolate out of a little cardboard box? Like from the Trader Joe's Advent calendar? Yeah. Those are pretty fantastic. I will not lie. (laughs) But um, no, the the traditional Advent, when, when we think about it in more of a liturgical sense, actually has the theme of light and coming. So Advent means coming. And when we know that something's coming, we anticipate it and we prepare for it and we're excited about it. So the whole Advent season is a ways to prepare our hearts for Christmas. And it's usually done with a set, uh, it's a wreath with candles in it. And so each Sunday is a different candle that represents a different part of the story. So for example, the first candle that you would light would be the prophecy candle, and you'd read bits and pieces from Isaiah and from Romans about the coming Messiah. And so maybe sing a couple of songs then that would tie in with, O come thou long expected Jesus, or O come, O come Emmanuel, whether the focus is Christ is coming and He was in the Old Testament and now He's going to come in the New Testament. And the second week then would swing around and you'd have the Bethlehem candle, and then you'd read the Luke Luke 2 account and talk about away in a manger and silent night. And the third week is the shepherd's candle. And the fourth week is the angel candle. And then you have a candle in the center of the wreath for Christmas morning, which is the Christ candle. And so with each candle, there's a series of scriptures to read and some songs to sing. It's not crazy over the top, all kinds of things you have to do, but just a very visual reminder that Christ is the light and Christ is coming. We see that theme of Christ is the light in in Isaiah a lot too. So there's all different kinds of ways we can do that. This is how some of the liturgical churches have done it in the past. And that's something I have experienced some. I never Mm -hmm. understood anything about it. And we just did a candlelight service. Mm -hmm. And that was the Mm -hmm. extent of it. And I always thought, well, this is nice. It's it's atmospheric. I don't know that it does anything for me spiritually or glorify God, but we had candles in our hands and I like to play with the fire as a, a young person. And so, exactly. Yeah, I thought, hey, this, I'm all right with this. We do candlelight service more often. Um, but it's especially significant. I mean, it probably doesn't need to be belabored too much, but our culture has no grasp on mm-hmm. any of this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so we spend 364 days a year kind of um, – I don't know how to say this well. Maybe not being reminded actively 
about Christ and his mm-hmm. incarnation and his coming. Mm-hmm. And so this specific part of the church calendar says, hey, return back to mm-hmm. the place where you remember Christ came. And what yes. a big deal that is. Because even, I mean, as you continue to describe it, it, it stirs something. It's exciting. Like it mm-hmm. brings some like reverence and some intentionality to it. But I also can relate to times where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, Jesus, okay. yeah, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, it, it had some pretty big significance, but, but you know, the difference is tangible. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Advent is something that's super fun. I love to do it myself, but also for the kids. And so it, it can be something that, you know, as you're doing it each week leading up to Christmas, it kind of like refocuses from the hustle and bustle, refocuses from the hustle and bustle. This is this is why we're celebrating Christmas. But you can make cookies and have hot chocolate while you sit and read those scriptures and light that candle. And you, there's times where when like growing up, we didn't even use candles or a wreath, but we would read the Christmas story and we would add that each kid or sibling would take turns acting it out with the the manger scene. And so, you know, that was one way that my parents had done it in the past. And so, you know, there's all different ways you can do it. The Jesus Storybook Bible has a printout that you can read and read through the story from the creation to the crush as a family just in the evenings. It doesn't have to be huge and overly produced. It's just something that's intentional. And I loved how Lou talked about in his sermon that we're going for consistency. And so, Picking a little something to do that you can be consistent, but also intentional and pointing towards Christmas. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again, Lou, this is unprecedented. This is the third shout out reference to Lou. <laughs> but, um, it's fresh in our minds. It was just yesterday. Yeah. But both of us are parents. I have littler kids than mm-hmm. you do. And so f- for those people who aren't parents, maybe this is going to feel a little disconnected, but... Um, that is one piece that he talked about was the importance of teaching this to our children. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my traditions growing up were built around the presence mm-hmm. and the food. Mm-hmm. And we'd spend time together and it was it was a really good time. Like we I don't remember, you know, ever having a bad time per se, but um as far as what the season is even about, mm-hmm. I don't remember any piece of that. And so this year and last year, uh certainly this year more so. Uh, Rachel and I have been talking and I've been thinking about how do we intentionally create this space for our children to teach them what Mm -hmm. Christmas is about. Exactly. And then by the time you get to the presence at Christmas, you realize that Jesus is the, the God of the heavens who is the gift giver. And the gift that we have in him. And so it kind of ties it together when we get to that point um, of the story. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be, you know, as much as, uh, some you know it could be easy to fall into a black and white mindset. We don't have to strip gifts and enjoyment mm-hmm. and become ascetics where we you know say all these things are bad and we need to be miserable <laughs> in order to be really obedient to Christ. But uh, just operating in this season intentionally mm-hmm. mindful of who Christ is and what it means that He came. Exactly. And there are so many different fun ways to do that. It could be through music. I mean, find a Handel's Messiah sing along and sing through it or listen to it or. There's a bunch of fun kids' music. I know some of my favorites are like GT and the Halo Express, and they do a ticket to Christmas. And essentially, it tells the story, and you all of the songs are straight scripture. So by the time you've listened to it ten or fifteen times, you've got the whole Luke two passage memorized. Wow! And you know, and so there's fun things like that that you can you can throw in there. That's yes, it's good for kids. It's also good for you because we have to 
um, preach the gospel to ourselves each and every day. So yes, do it for your kids and do it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what better way to lead your family, whatever that mm-hmm. looks like, by making sure that your life is Christ-centered and mm-hmm. you're taking opportunities to to mm-hmm. meditate on those things. Exactly. Well, awesome, Jamie. I'm excited. A little plug for you. Women's yes. Ministry is doing an Advent activity. We're doing a whole Advent devotional series on the blog. So if you're looking for something to do for Advent, this would be a, a great option. Um, we're going to do, a, a it's called a Scarlet Thread of Hope, and we're going to tie in through the story of creation all the way through the crash how um, Jesus is coming. And so there's going to be scripture that you can read that ties along with it. There's going to be a short devotional, and there's going to be music for each day. Monday through Friday, starting next Sunday. And then on the weekends, we're going to do a fun post with activities that you can do with your family for that week. So if you're looking for ideas or want something that's consistent, you can check out the women's blog at ufcwomen.blog. Awesome. Making it easy for you guys so you don't have to feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. If exactly. this is yeah, the first time you've ever encountered Advent, and um, hopefully you guys have had uh, a lot of uh, different ideas thrown at you today, and walk away and actually do something with mm-hmm. this information yeah. and Um, Glorify God in this Christmas season. Because Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Yep. (laughs) It's exciting. This is the first year as an adult that I haven't been kind of a Grinch about it. Mm -hmm. I want Christmas music after Thanksgiving. But something happened this year and it hit me and I was like, (sighs) If you read the words of the Christmas carols, you'd want to sing them all year. They are so theologically rich. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) Jamie, a pleasure. Thank you for being passionate about this, and thank you for coming on to share. Oh, thanks for having me, Chris. All right, we'll get you next time. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.